The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. It's that time once again to unpack exactly what's happening in the Holy Land right now. Let's hope we can get through everything. Some very interesting things transpiring in that part of the world. Joining us now, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon to you. Happy Women's Day. Hope you're having a great day. Great to have you on board. Good afternoon and happy Women's Day to the ladies of South Africa. I do have to say that uh, Israel doesn't mark Women's Day on the 8th of August. That is very unique to South Africa. We mark it on the 8th of March for International Women's Day. But the ladies of South Africa are so wonderful, they do deserve a day. Well, no harm, no, <laughs> no harm in you joining in, Rolene. There you are. Have a good Women's Day, nevertheless. Let's start with uh, our first, uh, wow, as I was saying, what, what was I saying to that? Was I saying this yesterday about how things are breaking, how stories are breaking, and suddenly we have to change the script. And now, according to the Wall Street Journal, U.S. and Saudi officials have agreed to broad terms, as they put it, for a normalization deal with Israel that will hopefully be hammered out over the course of the coming year. Tell us more. This sounds good. This does sound good. I mean, there are a few caveats, uh, mm. and should an agreement be reached, this will really transform the Middle East as we know it. And and, and that is the, the Saudi crown prince's vision. He, his vision is for the uh, the Middle East to become the leading region in the world. This is Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And, and, and we've certainly seen the overtures over the last couple of months that uh, relations, interactions between Israelis and Saudis is no longer so covert, it's more overt. Right. Well, uh, a, a huge signal to Israel has been removing any anti-Semitic, anti-Israel sentiment from school textbooks because that is where it's, it's critical. It's one thing for governments to sign agreements. It's another thing for uh, uh, populations or citizens to really start to build those bridges and connect with each other and mm. learn about each other. So we've certainly seen a, a whole lot of uh, momentum breaking today. News this morning that uh, our foreign minister has written uh, an op-ed published last night in the Wall Street Journal, probably one of the most respected uh, publications in, in the world. This is a, a paper of record, uh, you know, a, a real broadsheet, real proper journalism. And, and he goes on to say, he says, Israel's potential normalization agreement with Saudi Arabia could be the key to true regional harmony. Uh, and he says a normalization agreement with Saudi Arabia will be a diplomatic achievement that may shape the basis for true regional harmony, which will lead to other countries mm -hmm. to strive for peace. Uh, and what we do know is that uh, the Saudis have been in negotiations with Washington, uh, and there are some caveats. Uh, what our foreign minister calls for, he, he wants a nuclear defense agreement that should mm -hmm. uh, the Saudis be attacked in any way, the United States would uh, come to their uh, aid. Prime Minister Netanyahu also wants a security agreement with the United States focused on uh, deterring Iran. He wants this in the context of the the deal that the Biden administration is trying to reach with Saudi Arabia and with Israel. Now, you can read more about that in Axios.com. Barak uh, Ravid, he has also written, uh, he's got a scoop on that 
and, and this is quite huge. So uh, any kind of formal agreement would have to be approved by Congress, which uh, would give the United, or which would make the. Oh, let me put my teeth back in. Which would. <laughs> Entail the U.S. giving stronger security guarantees to Israel, and uh, this is what we need. And, we, and we've certainly sure. heard it uh, from both parties, both Republican and Democratic, that they will absolutely support Israel uh, and uh, prevent a nuclear Iran. We've just had a massive delegation of uh, Democratic Party leaders in Israel meeting with various officials, including the Prime Minister, giving their assurance that you know, no matter what goes on domestically in Israel, we will have the U.S.'s backing. So what we do know is that uh, in the last phone call that Prime Minister Netanyahu had with President Biden, he wants to send the Strategic Affairs Minister, Ron Derma, who's Israel's former ambassador to the United States, to present a proposal in detail. Now, what we know from the Saudis is they have a, a few stipulations of their own. They want the uh, any Israeli settlement annexation to be uh, put on hold for at least four years. They want a settlement freeze. They want to see concessions given to the Palestinians. And what is going to be perhaps a big spanner in the works is Israel's current government. Mm. Uh, you and I spoke yesterday yep. that our Emirati uh, brothers and sisters, our Emirati partners, won't speak to Netanyahu and members of his coalition. And yesterday's meeting between the Emirati foreign minister and the leader of our opposition, Yair Lapid, uh, would have shown to, to raise the temperature of Prime Minister Netanyahu, who is currently on vacation in the Golan Heights. That was a very, very clear message. Mm -hmm. Those, you know, we say everything is about the optics. Those were very clear optics, a very clear message from the Emiratis mm -hmm. to the Prime Minister. We will not speak to you mm -hmm. while you have members of your coalition that mm -hmm. are far right. And uh, the Saudis are, are probably uh, to take the same tact as well, that they will not deal with the current Netanyahu administration because of far-right members of the government. And this is quite possibly why we heard our defense minister, Yoav Galant, nearly two weeks ago call for a national unity government mm -hmm. without Ben Gavir and, and Smotrich, two <laughs> people, the, the heads of Otsma yeah. Yehudit, oh, seen as mm -hmm. extremely far-right, extremely divisive, and, and, and quite dangerous for the state of Israel. I know there are some listeners who support them, as is their, their right to, but... Um, Galant certainly reading, I won't just say the, the, the room, he's actually reading the region. Well, speaking of uh, far-right, you know, concerns and uh, spanners in the works, Rolene, if you can put it that way, we have the Finance Minister Bezalel Smotridge now under fire for freezing Arab funding, if that's going to contribute anything to anything at this stage. It's not going to... Uh, to mm. 
contribute yeah. anything to anyone. It's, it's absolutely uh, appalling. Israelis have been taking to social media to lambaste him. And he's been, been lambasted by coalition members as well. So basically the backstory is Betelos Smotrich, he's the foreign minister, he wants to uh, withhold or not release 200 million shekels, about $55 million dollars, for economic development in Arab municipalities, well, this, which would significantly upgrade infrastructure. This was agreed to in the, in the budget, and uh, it, it would also contribute to higher education programs, especially for Arab Israelis who live in East Jerusalem. And he said that he, he will allocate those funds to other needs. Now, Benny Gantz came out yesterday, Benny Gantz, the leader of the uh, opposition party, National Unity, and straight up called him a racist. He said there is no justification for this kind of racist decision. The uh, social equality minister, Amicha Chikli, now this is very interesting because Chikli is also seen as uh, as right, he's also quite a polarizing figure here, but um, he has written a letter to Smotrich saying that there is absolutely no justification or logic in denying these grants that uh, are, are earmarked for the Arab community. He says, you know, you, you can put... Um, uh, caveats in place to make sure that they are used properly, but he says that, uh, you know, that, that there's absolutely no justification for this. And even could MK Tali Gottlieb, another person who is seen to be more onto, towards the right, also quite a polarizing figure, says, you know, I will remind you that it is in our duty to act in the interest of all citizens. Mm. Yair Lapid, he's the leader of the opposition, said, you know, you're pandering to your far-right uh, voters. He says, Smotrich simply wants his base to see that he remains as racist as they like, and he abuses Arab citizens simply because they are Arabs. I am ashamed of this government. I am ashamed that racism has become an official policy of the State of Israel. Those are very, mm. very strong mm. words. Uh, and uh, we, we do have... Um, some officials like National Security Advisor Tzachi Hanegbi, uh, who is very, very much trusted by Prime Minister Netanyahu, saying that the Prime Minister is working to convince Smotrich to transfer the funding and uh, uh, that... You know, as far as they're concerned, nothing has been finalized. Roland, we've just got one minute left. It's amazing. It's, it's great always chatting to you, what you hold, the, the information that you give. There's so quite a few things we wanted to unpack. But let's finish off on a feel-good note. The first direct flights from Israel to Sri Lanka to begin in October. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to head on over to uh, Sri Lanka from Tel Aviv, you can fly to Colombo. The, re the route will take you just six hours and 15 minutes because, you know, now we can fly over Saudi Arabia. Right. A huge game changer if you're flying to uh, the Eastern Hemisphere. But, yeah, Arkea will be operating these flights. And, uh, yes, yeah, set to begin in October. If Israelis previously wanted to fly to Sri Lanka, you had to go via Dubai or Istanbul, and it's very long and connecting flights. Now, you just have to pop on an IKEA flight, 
six and a quarter hours and right. Bob's your uncle. You're in Sri Lanka. <laughs> and there you have it. Bob's your uncle. Rolene's our correspondent. <laughs> Rolene, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the latest on what's happening in Israel at the moment.